0: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, come on over to my house and whack off. Have a
1: good time. And I'm Av Sinensky, and unlike Larry, I'd rather have the gossiper than the masturbator.
0: Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season six, episode two, The Anonymous Donor, which originally aired on September 16th, 2007. Ah, have you ever donate anonymously?
1: No, I like Reddit.
0: Yeah. And I don't only mean, uh, I mean, obviously in this episode, uh, there's different anonymous donors donating different uh, substances. Right. So I, I was asking right. you in all forms as well. Yeah. Have you ever donated anonymously in any in euphemistic way?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so you not on your friends that you may cover. No, not, no, no, not at all. I, I don't leave a mess behind, but you know, I'm sure I, you know, I, I'm, I've been on this God's earth for, uh, yeah. five decades as you, as you've uh, pointed out recently tonight. And, uh, yeah. and that's not 50 years. That is, I've lived yes. in five different decades. Um, the, yes. And you know, things happen from time to time, you know, you're, you're in lots of different yeah. places,
0: you know, this morning, I actually – this is uh, embarrassing since I am a five-decade old man. Uh, this morning, I was looking at my T-shirt and there was like a streak of gum across it. And I was like, well, this is ridiculous. I just took a nice fresh T-shirt from the laundry last night before I went to bed. And now here in the morning, like I was dirty. Like why did I come out of the laundry dirty? And then um, I went back to the bed and I noticed gum all over the sheets also. And I said, oh, yes, yeah. so I fell asleep chewing gum last <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: that was a stupid thing to do. That's morning, Alex. yeah, it's, That's morning Alex's problem
0: yeah oh well, i did that once with my son i got i got gum stuck in my son's hair when he was a baby because he was sleeping in bed with me and i fell asleep with gum came out of my mouth into his hair which is uh that's not a great thing to get yeah, stuck there's in a whole
1: hair. there's a whole episode of the simpsons about that one of the, mo- yeah, one of the most one of the most famous episodes it's the uh 20 yes. 22 short stories about springfield or something like that it, ha- yeah. it has like the pulp fiction the Peter- pulp fiction spoof in yeah. there yeah
0: Peanut butter, the ice, all that stuff. (laughs) I don't know if it works because you know what I did? I handed the kid off to the babysitter that morning and I said, I'm going to work. Yeah, figure this out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I had my uh, I had myself a little bit of a, uh, a Larry David moment this week. As I think I told you, I've been having this, like, ongoing ear infection for, like, what feels like a month and a half now. Um, There's been times where, like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. hear out of my right ear for, like, two weeks at a time. And it's just, like, been lingering and doing, you know, trying different things. So I uh, – You tried going on an airplane and jumping up and down while you pound your head? No, I have not tried that yet. Okay uh maybe next we'll see uh you know I'll get will get another opinion so the first couple times I went I went and I uh, I saw a nurse practitioner because that's like who was available to see me right away as opposed to an MD nurse doctor yeah, yeah so th- exactly so and like the first two times and like it's not going away and now the third time I went to see I was like okay I gotta go see the doctor now because uh, you know now this is like a real problem um and like he did a thing and now it's like already doing much better in the last week so like I've been I've like been like weighing in my hands like Larry. I was like, doctor, yeah. nurse practitioner. And it's like, yeah. you know, a nurse practitioner is good for a lot of things, but sometimes you got to see the doctor.
0: Mm. But, I mean, what you failed to mention, of course, is that you haven't even seen, I assume, the pharmacist at all.
1: Uh well I haven't I you know I've I've I don't know if the woman at the uh, at, at the CVS drive thru is, is technically oh. the pharmacist but yeah I've interacted with her in, in terms of telling her my name oh, yeah. and, and getting my prescription yeah but you should
0: ask you should ask her advice maybe like Kofi maybe she you know if the doctor cured you this quickly maybe the pharmacist would cure you even more quickly the uh, the doctor in giving
1: me the most recent time he gave me a prescription he actually said like. You know, and I'm giving it to you for this and this reason. So if the pharmacist gives you a hard time about it. You could explain to him that you understand why you're you know the
0: doctor did this. Oh, really? Uh, oh, so this doctor is familiar with curb. <laughs> He's anticipating being challenged by yeah. a
1: pharmacist later. Yeah,
0: that's good job. So maybe maybe that's the, maybe it's the fault of the doc doctor then on that curb episode because he has to know that these pharmacists in this day and age. They're out to get the doctors, so you got to provide the patient with information. Yeah, so that Larry knows. Well, the doctor actually discussed this with me, and he explained that you're gonna, you know, point out A, B, and C, but actually, you know, D, E, and F.
1: Right. It's like when you, um, when there's like, oh, he told
0: me you would say that. Yeah. (laughs) And our conclusion on that episode was we don't know for sure whether the pharmacist is wrong or not because we don't know which Kofi is the Kofi who was here.
1: We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I think we both have our opinions, but we don't know.
0: Yes. All right, well, let's get into this episode where we don't know who uh, is uh, making various donations. Uh,
1: Yeah, but I think we'll find out. Um yeah, so we're uh we're at home
0: and we're actually really at home. Uh, I think we're back in the old house, right? Well Larry and Cheryl unfortunately cannot afford movers. <laughs> right. So they need all their friends and, and their, their new house guests to all chip in here.
1: That's right. So we're unpacking ba- uh, we're unpacking bags, we're unpacking boxes, and uh Loretta's like, you know, this house it's kinda like a
0: hotel, but not not as nice as the other house. Yeah, as soon as I, she started complaining about the house, I knew this won't sit well with you, Al.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> These people rescued you from a hurricane, and you're complaining that this mansion is not quite as nice as the previous mansion? Like,
0: come on. Yeah, well, it's not as if it's your fault you had to move mansions.
1: Like, you're like, you should be lucky you're not levi- sleeping in the Astrodome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Astrodome? Oh, this hurricane was in Houston, not in New Orleans. I guess everyone had already moved from New Orleans. Yeah, I Houston. don't know. Whatever. No, yeah. in, in okay. Katrina,
1: didn't they all go to the Astrodome? I'm sorry. Is this insensitive to Katrina people? Yeah. Are there, are those Anyways. There? Yeah.
0: So let's get to Cheryl and her uh, close familiarity with Ted this, Danson.
1: This episode will be referred to in the future as Avs Katrina. <laughs> Final downfall. Um, so yeah, so Ted calls. Cheryl takes it upstairs. Uh, Larry's very upset by this. He feels like that they're getting uh, too chummy. Um, he, you know, they're very, they're very touchy. Like they do this thing where they touch each other's arms, which feels to him like sex for platonic friends. And Larry also mentions that they're, uh, at the dinner the next, the, the next night that they're all going to, they're going to be naming a wing after Larry, as he has made a very, very generous donation. Yeah.
0: Can I see of uh, when Larry has this description of tapping a friend's shoulder is equivalent to sex for friends. What's your take on that? I think calling like sex for friends is a bit
1: much. I think it is a little strange first, like a, you know, for two married people to be like that publicly touchy, the way that Cheryl and Ted are in this episode. I mean, yeah,
0: well, it's impossible to watch this episode in the context of having seen season 10. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, and this this was obviously always a thing. They were, you
0: know, they they were into each other. Because uh, well, yeah, th- if there's one thing Curve's known for, it's writing these storylines and just <laughs> dropping these little nuggets to bring them up seven years. Later. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is
1: I, I don't, you know, I, maybe you know, not, I mean, we're all in different circles. This is not what I would consider normal in my, you know, even. Uh, our circles are a little bit more, you know, modest and conservative than the norm. But I, this is not behavior that I would think I would see in a normal social circles between, uh-huh. you know, two friends that are just friends
0: that are both married to yeah. other people. Yeah. Well, they're going to end up being married to each other. So <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, uh, it all makes sense. Uh, there life. was um, growing without using any names here. There was a whole bunch of kids in my class whose parents who were married to each other, like. Um, when we were in school together, and then when we were no longer classmates, so once we were like teenagers, divorced and remarried each other like four different parents. And it was the same, the
1: same couple they swapped.
0: No, no direct swap. This isn't a Yankees really picture uh-huh, situation, okay? But it's all it's a, it's a more complicated swap, actually. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean my one friend's dad, yeah, I'm not gonna get to I'm not gonna say. But anyway was just, and now they have like this big Brady Bunch situation with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, you know, families like that can be fun. You got a big mishmash of different people. Oh, I think that these family like uh you know events now, when I see the pictures online, they look like a ton of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it could be it could go be a disaster yeah. too.
0: Yeah, but, like, once you're an adult, what does it really matter? You have right. more step-siblings. Uh, right. step-siblings. Right. Okay, so you just don't
1: have anything to do with them if you, if you
0: don't – Yeah, well, yeah. if you want to, then you have extra friends. Right. If you don't want to, you are Fair
1: enough, yeah. It's kind of just like a bonus.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Okay, fine. I'm convinced. All right, I demand stepsisters. <laughs> Call your parents and tell them to get divorced. <laughs> get divorced there.
0: and remarry and have different kids. Oof. I could use some friends. But no, but you'll get to pick like which friends of yours you want to get closer with and need more excuses to hang out socially. So
1: I should get their parents. So I should should break up my parents' marriage and then break up some other people's marriages and then pair pair them up so I can get the uh, step siblings of my choosing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's the strategy. Seems like a lot of trouble to make friends.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) a lot of lives ruined. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The other option is you can bring in a
0: hurricane family and eventually uh, one of them becomes your best friend. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I'll choose one of those options. Yeah,
1: um, he'll
0: drive your wife out. But yeah, I guess I guess either way, a marriage
1: is ending. So yeah, I mean, she's basically having platonic sex with Taddeus and right and right in front of everybody. So you know that you know yeah. this marriage is sure. over. So yeah, yes. so uh, there's a knock at the door. I mean, door. she was anxious
0: for it to be over at the end of last season.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wanted that. She she wanted to very quickly know about that. Will she was ready? Yeah. She was ready to move on. Um. So yeah. And
0: she's going straight to another deep pockets and dancing. By the way.
1: Yeah, I mean she's marrying down a little bit in terms of wealth, but o- over overall package, obviously an upgrade. Um, Ted's a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, and also she has
0: enough money that it doesn't matter either way. Right,
1: it's like that whether you have two hundred million or seven hundred million becomes kind of immaterial at a certain point, And Ted Danson is much better in yeah. many many ways than Larry David, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. So we have a knock at the door, I think. Yeah, we have a knock at the door. Um, and is that JB Smooth's music? Mm, it is although we don't really know who he is at this
0: point yeah
1: he's just a you know he's just a guy uh, he's a guy yeah. named leon by the way
0: leon black i think that watching this all knowing leon makes it a much more enjoyable and interesting experience
1: yeah, right. it's it's very funny. I mean, knowing- it's very fun to see early Leon, and he's pretty much spot on Leon, like right away.
0: Oh, I was gonna say yeah, it, not not in the first scene, but by, but by the second scene that he's in, he's exactly who he is uh, fifteen years later. Yes, but in that first scene, like when he walks in, we don't know who he is right. yet. He's more uh, peanut.
1: He's more tentative. Peanut,
0: the little boy, says, "I want Uncle to Leon to stay in my room," and I'm thinking like. From what we know about Leon, he is not a good roommate for a child. <laughs> yeah. but we don't know that yet.
1: We don't know that yet.
0: Yeah, he seems yeah. he seems
1: regular enough at the in the first meeting. Uh, but yeah, I think it's good the way they yeah. do that. I, I think it would have been uh, it, it wouldn't have been as wise to have him just like come on strong. If he comes right in, away. and screams
0: <laughs> tap and time. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Yeah, I think like the second interaction with him is the fir- is the time to start. away. oh, this guy is like he has something with this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got this guy's special.
0: Is he is he the Kramer of the show? Would you say?
1: Um, I guess so. I mean, that's definitely the best comparison. I mean, they're not. It's not a one-to-one comparison. You know, we could we could probably do a whole course, deep dive and yeah. explain. You know, how they're very different in many ways. But yeah, they both kind of yeah. have that similar. Like, what's your deal exactly? How do you just like survive day to day? You come in, you steal the scene, you get out. You're always going. You know, have these like zany schemes going on. You know, there's a, you know there's no... your life
0: is a fantasy. Yeah, as George says, you fall ass backwards into money, have sex with plenty of women right and it's like
1: also like both at the same time it feels like you're like sitting on your ass all day doing nothing but you also have like a ton of balls in the air like just like there's a lot going yeah. on in your life yeah <laughs> somehow like without anybody realizing it and without you leaving your apartment
0: yeah so our my my theory which is of course that Kramer was a drug dealer right What's what's Leon's primary source of income before he comes into this world?
1: I mean, obviously a drug dealer. Just, he's just a hustler. Yeah, he's. I mean, yes, he's a hustler. He's a guy who every day he's yeah. out there, you know, trying to figure out a way to get, you know, to make some money somehow and pulling, you know, a deal with this guy with that guy. Yeah, for sure. He's you know he's a smooth talker. I mean, we'll see you later. Like he just walks up to two separate people and gets them to give them their Yankees jerseys in twenty seconds. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's a very smooth so talk. like
1: yeah like he this is a guy that like knows how to get things from people. Yeah, he brings the ruckus. Yeah. um, So, yeah, so they're like, oh, he like comes in. He's like, all right, awesome. Great house. Where's my room? <laughs> and Larry's like, who the hell is this? Like, what's your deal? Were you also in the hurricane? Turns out, no, he just happens to live in L.A., so we invited him to come stay with us, which, of course, is completely outrageous. Um, yeah. yeah. Loretta not winning any more points for me. Yeah, an early an early leader for asshole of the week uh back to back, which might be the first time that's ever happened, but we'll see. Um yeah, so um we wake up the next morning and uh Loretta or, or Auntie Ray made the food, I think, right? One of them made the food. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the moms, grandma made food, and everyone's like, "This is amazing. This is delicious." Larry's like, "Guys, I'm not sure how healthy this breakfast is. This, you know, there's a lot of
0: bacon. There's yeah. a lot of
1: cholesterol." And they're like, "Basically, shut the fuck up, Larry. It's amazing. It's delicious. You know, help yourself."
0: Yeah. And also, Cheryl makes bacon for breakfast. We know that uh, when they went skiing last season. Right. Yeah, well, you know, you know, a, sl- a couple slices of bacon from
1: time to time is, you know, what I what I imagined was going on in this breakfast. It was uh, a lot more than that. This yeah. wasn't a bacon and eggs breakfast. You know, I bet there was, you know, there was pancakes, there was, you know, all kinds of sausages. Yeah, there's I a think. lot. I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of butter everywhere. You know, this wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, uh, two eggs with a with two slices of bacon. I'm sure egg, an egg white out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, it's like, and then that's what Larry eats for the day. I'm sure.
0: By the way, I do love that. Um... When I've been in situations with, like, a breakfast buffet, I always order the egg white omelet at the omelet station to be very healthy, even though I completely gorge on, like, eight Right, 000.
1: right. Egg white omelet and then go have, like, 11 <laughs> pieces of French toast.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, but I have a Diet Coke, so it's all good. It's the same concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or right. You have the yeah. a healthy snack doesn't, like, counteract the two unhealthy snacks, which is what my, yeah. my children always try. They're like, can we have another junk snack? And I'm like, no, you already had a junk snack. They're like, but we also had strawberries. Like, that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry are good for you, but it doesn't, like, cancel out bad food. Yeah. And, like – Unless they're Tom Brady, then they're bad food. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck Tom Brady. Ah. <sighs> uh, yeah. So – All right. So Cheryl pulls Larry away from the table. Yeah. He called Larry away, and he's like, I need to talk to you. There's a stain on the blanket in Leon's room. And he's like, what kind of stain? And it turns out it's a semen stain. So yeah, well, Now,
0: I have an issue with this whole this whole storyline. Like, Cheryl and Larry are both so shocked, and, and throughout the episode, Ted Dance and a whole bunch of people, shocked that a man would masturbate in the privacy of his own room. That's not the issue here. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is leaving a massive stain sitting <laughs> on top of a bedspread. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, if you –
1: I, you know, I, And by I, the
0: way, and here's the craziest part: it's not it's not Leon's, right? Leon denies it, and we should quickly learn it's not. So Leon should be more pissed off than anyone else in the story because he <laughs> was given a room in the house. He walks in and there's a massive cum stain sitting on a bed that isn't his. Like that's an <laughs> offense against Leon, not against Cheryl.
1: Right. I mean, like, arguably Leon should be forgiving, giving he's getting re- free room and board in a mansion. But yeah, like, no, nothing. Leon, if anything was wronged. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, you know. But off uh, if you have a free hotel room, you're still complaining if you walk in and see that on the bed's Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I mean, and by the way, Leon said nothing about it until until Larry brings up. It's insane to me that Larry then confronts Leon. <laughs> that's craziness.
1: Yeah. I mean, this whole notion that you can't not ma- like who can, it like no, like you want you you stay in my house and like you want to go in like the bathroom and masturbate like and clean up after yourself. Like, I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Like, yeah. it's like peeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to masturbate on the blanket and leave a cum stain, like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. Like yeah, these are very different things. Yes, yeah, and, and, and so it's just it's never. I don't know. Anyways, we're on the same page. Yes, I think so. The, the, the rare, the rare occasion. It, it took uh, <laughs> blankets, blankets <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, soaked, cum soaked blankets to get us onto the same page. <laughs> Um, the blankets are filled with the ejaculate of the Jeffs, and you want to call them. anyways, always sounding
1: records. <laughs> um, so uh, Larry calls Leon aside. He's like, hey, just want to let you know uh, we found a little bit of a stain on the blanket in the room we were staying. <laughs> and Leon's like, oh, well, was it? Was it like maybe it's like some juice or some syrup?
0: <laughs> and-, and again, how did Leon not notice the stain if it was so noticeable? Um. Yeah. Actually, I'm actually reanalyzing it, this whole scene now. It no, couldn't have been that noticeable I, because Jeff wouldn't have left it there if it was that obvious and also Leon would have noticed it. I don't think Leon would have noticed it because, like, let's say it's, like, on the other
1: side of the blanket from where you're sleeping and it could even be on, like, the bottom of the blanket but then, like, when Cheryl's, like... But came, how did Cheryl notice it? Because she's, like, right? cleaning it. Like, she, like, went and she was probably washing it in the laundry and, like, came across it, like, as she was, like, looking up close on it.
0: Uh-huh. Like if you Because also, she, she, you know, she went into... She went into Liam's room, which is also a little weird to go into like the room of an adult guest. I feel like even at your own house without asking them. Well, like when we have guests over for the weekend, we, I don't go into the room they're sleeping in without asking them. And I, because well, I need to get some He wasn't my sleeping
1: now, now. He was down at breakfast. So she was probably like,
0: Yeah, but I'm saying, but the room, like if we have guests for the weekend and they're sitting down in the dining room, I'm not going to go up it, into the room that they slept in the night before without asking them.
1: All right. I mean, first of all, maybe a little, she, a little maybe little. she asked him, and whatever. Yeah, she probably, like, yeah. she probably went into like change the beds. Like she's you know, she was like, yeah. you know, being by the a way, good host. Cheryl
0: David ain't Cheryl David ain't changing. Whatever, clothes,
1: whatever. Honest. Somehow yeah. she came across it. But like, yeah, if yeah. you got into a bed and like there was a stain on like the underside on the other side of the of the blanket, like by your feet, you would never see it.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I guess Jeff didn't see it or Jeff thought no one – I don't know. Jeff, Jeff's role here is a, a little dubious. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah. So, Larry's like, no, actually, it's ejaculate, which uh, Leon doesn't really seem to know that word. So, ejaculate, <laughs> Larry, Yeah. So Larry clarifies that it's cum. And La- yes. Leon's like, what kind of cum? Which be, <laughs> Larry's very confused at <laughs> this question because what do you mean? Cum is <laughs> cum. Is cum. Uh, and Leon's like no, like I, you know, I, I you know, different people make different types of cop. I don't remember what was the exact words that he used. I mean,
0: Leon's not incorrect, but the way that you would figure that out is not an activity that Larry or Cheryl was going to engage in.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be apparent from the from the whatever was on the blanket.
0: Yeah, like it's it's actually like that and blood are the easiest things to identify. Like if you're like an it and you're trying to identify who it belongs to. Right, but you need to do it's like, literal, like a, yeah, you need
1: to do a lot of testing though for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's not something that, you know, Larry's not going to, like, you know, sniff it or lick it and say, "Ah, I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they should send it to the lab where they sent the yogurt.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, Leon's like, well, anyway, you know, Then
0: they start talking about Clara and B. They're talking about Andy Griffith for some reason. Yeah, I got got a
1: little lost there. I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Leon. So Leon's like, yeah, no, it wasn't me. Like, there's no good visuals around here to jack off. Like, you know, don't worry. It's not me.
0: So, yeah, fine. and by the way, we will learn later. I don't think that's canon for Leon. <laughs> yeah, it's not canon. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe his standards will change
1: as you know as he yeah. more time also, with Larry David.
0: Leon's bringing people over for the tap in. Uh, I guess the first night he hasn't done that just yet. He, he respects the house enough to wait till the second night. Yeah, no, unlike his sister who burns a house down the first night.
1: Yeah, Leon's the guy that I I would believe if he had like an ethos of I don't master me. Like if I get a girl. I get the girl. It's, t- it's tapping or it's nothing.
0: Yeah, I don't believe anyone has any of this, but
1: anyway. Yeah, well, Leon's at least a guy I can see he, uh, he aspires to that. I can see making the claim. <laughs> you can certainly make the claim. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Larry, uh, Larry heads to the cleaners with the blanket, and I was actually like, I had no memory of this. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if it was Anna from the clean the dry cleaners? Because like, of course, Kerb yeah. is not gonna like bring back. Oh, it's the dry cleaner, so of course it's Anna. Like Kerb never does yeah. this shit. Uh, at least yeah. at this point of the show. So, but maybe this is where the show does start to have a little bit more of you know rec- a recurring universe. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's, uh, it's Anna, the dick dry cleaner, and uh, she's like, oh, I need to inspect the blanket. He's like, why do you need to inspect <laughs> it? Just take it and wash it. And she's like, "She's like, well, I need to know what to wash. He's like, just wash the whole thing. He's like, no, you know, that's not how this works. And she, as she's looking, she's like – she starts giggling. She's like, oh, no, I see why you don't want to tell me. It's because there's cum on the blanket.
0: Yeah. And by the way, why is Larry so desperate to insist it's not his? She's excited by the conversation – why would he be so reticent to discuss sex in front of her? You know, maybe there's a – I guess the 10th anniversary has passed. Yeah,
1: but. I mean I you know, I think it's that's consistent with Larry that he's he would be like very neurotic about masturbation and like being embarrassed by it. Sure, which is
0: why also in real life there's no way Larry David is actually returning that like in his real
1: life. <laughs> right. <laughs> to a dry cleaner. Right. Wasn't there something that he didn't, he didn't want the – First of all, he
0: burns that. That goes in the garbage. Second of all, if anyone's taken to the dry cleaner, it's an employee
1: of his. What was the thing that he had to buy in the pharmacy that like he was embarrassed that the – For his wife. For her hemorrhoids or something? Yeah, it was something. Is it a
0: hemorrhage cream or something? Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, you would you would think this would be, you know, at least as embarrassing, especially when the dry cleaner is someone that like you <laughs> personally know and like have had like in, have in, a, intimate a history relationship of, history yeah. with, right? Like Yeah, yeah if like you're embarrassed that the you know anonymous uh you know per- cashier at the pharmacy is going to, you know, think that you're had like using like Vagisil or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it was something with a fungus. Um. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Larry. Uh. You know. He takes a look at the clothes that he's taking back. And he's like, "Hey. Um. You're missing my Joe Pepitone Yankees jersey." Um. And she's like, "Oh." She like looks at it quickly. And she like looks at her computer. She's like, "Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's gone." Yeah. This <laughs> is it's like the, the- <laughs> unwritten law of dry cleaning. <laughs> it's like it's very much like that uh, South Park episode with the uh, like the financial crisis. Do you ever see that one? Uh, keep going. So it's like they, uh-huh. uh, like the the father is trying to teach, I think Stan or Kyle, I remember which one, about like you know put your money in the bank, and you know that's how you make sure it's safe. And like you know rather than putting in like these crazy investments that people are doing. So like they, he gets like a hundred dollars from working somewhere, so they go to the bank and like he gives it to the teller and he's like, uh huh. So where well, you see what we're gonna do is we're gonna put your money in the account and then we're gonna move your <laughs> that to over to this account. We're gonna move it around over there and it's gone. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So so much that she yeah, like, like, she's like just basically like yeah oh sorry it's
0: gone oh well that's you know
1: them's the breaks yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the dry cleaning.
0: Yeah. That's the unwritten law. But here's my other issue: like in the world of Kerb in this episode, the unwritten law of dry cleaning is known by everyone. <laughs> yes, except for Larry. <laughs> yes, but it's, yeah, I... but like it's just like an established thing. But it doesn't exist in any other world. It didn't exist in Seinfeld, right? Like when the uh, when the jacket wasn't returned. Remember when the dry cleaner's wife is using the jacket out on, on the town? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't yeah. know where
1: this is and coming like, from.
0: Like, I don't like. And also, how would Larry never heard of it? If everyone off of Senator Boxer's heard of it, <laughs> right. and all these guys on the street have heard of it, now, Senator, Senator would, Boxer well has wearing.
1: not only heard of it; she practices it. Uh,
0: exactly <laughs> the very pants um, that I'm wearing. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> actually, <laughs> this is actually a, a – uh, I have the exact same thing, except it's even weirder. Um. I was once in California for a wedding and I was staying at somebody's house. The people I was staying with, like their son was friends with my then girlfriend's brother. So I had like a very distant relationship, okay? And I was staying at their house and somehow unbeknownst to me when I like packed up my bag at the end of the weekend, I accidentally took a pair of this guy's underwear. Uh So – I like, realized that when I got home and whatever. They go through the wash. What do I care? So they answered they my rotation. So now they're my underwear. But also like I'm not going to mail them back a pair of used underwear from New York to California. I don't think he really cares. You know, the resale v- is like $2. Yeah. But um, fast forward a couple of years. Yeah. Like, I w- I'm just going to go on the record. I would
1: not keep somebody else's underwear. I would
0: I would have just tossed them. <laughs> ah, who cares? Um. So also, this is a different era. I was like in my 20s and didn't have any money. And like that's why I was thinking random right people's houses in the first place. You know. Fine. I, I wasn't like, I don't know. Um, so, fast forward to my wedding a few years later, and I'm getting married to Jen. And Jen's brother's best friend is at the wedding for some reason, even though I don't really know what his connection is to me, but he, he happens to be at the wedding. And he's talking to me and he says, Hey, uh, you know, uh, we met once before. You were in California. You stayed at my parents' house when you were there for a wedding. You know, congrats on your wedding. And I said, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, you know what's really funny? When I got back, I realized I accidentally had a pair of your underwear oh, I'm wearing them right now. That's I was crazy. wearing them at my own wedding.
1: <laughs> that's crazy.
0: And so, I, like, and so I pulled my pants down a little bit to show him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, those are my underwear.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. I did not see that ending coming. Yeah. The very I, underwear. I no idea,
0: yeah, I have no idea why. Like, you would think at your own wedding, you'd think, oh, maybe I'll like not wear <laughs> randomized underwear. But I really put no thought into my underwear that night.
1: Yeah, that's a long time yeah. for underwear to last.
0: A couple of, actually, I just threw out a couple weeks ago a pair of underwear that I bought. I vividly remember where I bought them. I bought them. I bought them before I met Jen. I bought them in in May of two thousand four, in the Gap in Washington, in like right outside Washington DC. So i I had those underwear in my rotation for seventeen years, and I just threw them out. You think that's too long to have underwear in my rotation? Seventeen years. Should I upgrade my underwear? Yeah, I would upgrade your underwear. Yeah, you should be upgrading more often. You pushed me to upgrade my socks. I got a, a set of Bomba socks because of you. Yeah, I like them.
1: I only have one pair though. My I'm wife thinking about getting them. another pair.
0: I bought like a four pack but my wife wears them so I never see them. Mm. Yeah, they're very comfy. Mm. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Where were we? Um, All right, so we learned about the uh the unwritten law of dry
1: cleaning. Yeah, so um l- let's get the uh the rundown the rundown on Joe Pepitone.
0: Mm. Where is he? In the- oh, as in oh, as in baseball. Player, Where is he in the charts? I was not prepared for this.
1: I mean, Which different. in
0: hindsight, I should have been because not only did we do this for uh, – who did we do it for again?
1: Um, I don't know. We just talked about it with Jared Jerome today.
0: Yeah, that's why i bring it up.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember who it was. Uh, Grote, Grote.
0: Oh, yeah, Dick Grote. Dick Grote. Okay, so Joe Pepitone, first baseman for the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. He is my 121st best first baseman of all time, 121 on the first base rankings for Joe Pepitone. Okay. Larry's uh, favorite player. He, he, he is in the discussion for my all-60s team. He is the 72nd best Yankee in history. All right, not terrible. All right, so that that was my Joe Pepitone take. You asked for Jared Jerome can get to that in five in <laughs> in another year or so.
1: Oh no, he's making good progress.
0: Yeah, he'll catch up sooner than that. I think so. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's the number ten first baseman in the 1960s. Behind Killebrew, McCovey, Sapita Cash, Bill White, Ernie Banks, Jim Gentile, Bud Powell, and Joe Adcock. All
1: right, so he was like a he was a perfectly good he was a very good player. He was a starting first baseman for seven years for the Yankees. Okay, so he's not that great. Okay, okay. I thought you said he was the number. You thought you said he was the number ten first
0: baseman for a whole decade, though. That's pretty good, no? Yeah, but I mean, there was only ten. There was what eighteen teams at the time, or whatever, twenty teams at the time. So you know, if you if you play the whole decade, you're pretty much on the list automatically. Right. Okay. Anyway, all right. So let's let's get back to Kerb for a second. Yeah, we should probably do that. Okay, so he's like, well, you
1: know what? I don't subscribe to that law. She's like, okay, fine. I'll have your semen-covered blanket ready by Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) So we're at the NRDC dinner. I guess it's uh, that night or the next night. And uh, Larry is telling Jeff and Ted all about the cum blanket. And Ted's like, that's crazy. You got to kick him out. You can't have this guy, you know, in your house uh, masturbating on blankets. Got to gotta get him out of here. Kev's like, uh, before you do anything, it was me. Um, you know, it happened on Passover. It's really not a big deal. Um, they're like, really? Who wanted to get back for
0: the four questions? <laughs> yeah, he's
1: like, really? It was pa- on Passover? He's like, well, you know, it's not like it was Yom Kippur. I would never do that on the high holidays. Yeah. Um, You know, I was in a rush. Now, he is right.
0: That is a prohibition on the high holidays, on Yom Kippur. Um,
1: Yeah, I suppose it is. Well, I guess it's technically a prohibition always, um, but, you know.
0: Well, yeah, depending on interpretation. But I'm saying a sex spirit is prohibited on Yom Kippur. Right. No eating, no drinking, no sex.
1: No eating, no drinking, no sex, no lotions also.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not getting All right. Um <laughs> but anyways, but again, in this, I have the same issue with this with this scene as I had with the previous scene with Larry and Cheryl. Like Larry and Ted are so offended that someone would jerk off in someone else's house. That's not the crime here.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The we crime know.
0: is leaving the, is leaving the evidence.
1: Yep. I'm I'm with you.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm on Jeff's side that he didn't do anything wrong in terms of the action, but then the uh, lack of cleanup is where he's uh he's unforgivable, obviously.
1: Completely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't like yeah. First of all, the four questions are not that exciting. Like, what are, you, yeah. what are you? Seven years old? Like, you need to be? You're so excited about the four questions? Like, yeah. There's there's much I haven't there. changed in 2,000 there's, years. Yeah, exactly. It's the same questions. They're not right. even that such good questions. They're, they're you know, yeah. <laughs> they're they we do things so that we ask the questions. Like it's it's, it's all it's, yes. it's a setup. So that the children will ask, so that the Jeff will ask. Yes, correct, exactly. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's really not a big deal. Like Larry, you know, you could come whack off at my house whenever you want. Um, he, hmm. al- he also mentions that I left my sunglasses at your house and Larry's like okay I'll look for them um,
0: yeah I left the semen stain I left my sunglasses <laughs> I left all sorts of stuff behind yeah <laughs> So uh, under the couch on the sheets who knows where it is Yeah. so uh,
1: Cheryl comes over and again she's very touchy with Ted and Larry's like what's the deal with that why did you do that and she's like no you know I'm just very expressive with my hands like that's just how I am and uh they're you know yeah, she's madly in love with him there uh where's mary Steenbergen,
0: by the way she should be pissed about this also uh you would think you would think
1: you know if i was married ted dan if i was married to ted danson i wouldn't want some lady from across town you know all over my husband like that i would want to uh yeah. protect my uh my ted danson investment yeah so um they uh they see that uh, you know they're looking at the wall and they see you know they're very you know admiring the nice uh donation uh you know sponsored by larry david and larry says you know it's good it's pretty good
0: he gives it uh one pretty you know. yeah the wing donated yeah why is it donated only by larry by the way not by larry and cheryl david yeah i was wondering about that that's very weird especially like we've had larry's had previous issues with not referencing that the money in the family belongs to both spouses regardless of who does the work
1: right right isn't nrdc more of like a cheryl thing to begin with
0: yeah, that's her thing. Exactly. He, you know, Larry okayed it. Obviously, she didn't wouldn't just do it without talking to him, but it's, it's her push. It's her money. So very odd to only have Larry's name on the wall here. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought that was strange also.
0: Um. And by the way, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's also really obnoxious of Cheryl, who basically she throws her husband under the bus for her true love, Ted, because <laughs> she's aware of the option of the anonymous wig. Right? So, like, she could have at least told Larry, oh, by the way, here's another option. But no, she saves it for her lover.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we should uh, we should keep an eye on Cheryl as having you know this whole thing being like Cheryl decided one day I'm going to end up with Ted Danson, and you know maybe we should. Well, there's nothing subtle about it here. Yeah, we should look at the rest of the series going forward through that lens
0: Mm, as
1: Cheryl Cheryl the schemer, the plotter, the manipulator.
0: Yes, the worst person, the fucking asshole. (laughs)
1: Um, so then they look over and they see there's another wing and that one is donated by Anonymous and Larry's like what the fuck that makes me look like an asshole (laughs) that like I only gave the money because I wanted credit and this guy gave it out the goodness of his heart and Cheryl's like actually Anonymous is Ted Um, because he didn't want anybody to know Um, but Aaron's like well he told you so clearly he wanted somebody to know um, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't sure it was. I was. I, I listened to the line delivery twice, and I wasn't sure if the somebody was like specific to Cheryl that he's like saying because like you guys have a thing going on, or it was just like well obviously he wants people to know, or because like he puts like an, I think
0: both interpretations are yeah because like
1: he emphasizes yeah. like clearly he wanted somebody to know like you specifically because like he's you know showing yeah. off for you. Um, yeah. And that's a good point. Yeah. And so Larry, Larry calls bullshit on the whole thing. He's like, you can't have it both ways. You can either put your name on or you stay anonymous, but you can't be anonymous, but then go around telling people this is fake philanthropy and for anonymity. Oh. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and yeah, I'm full team Larry with this. It's you know, complete bullshit. What Ted does here? He, he, yes. he really he's having his cake and eating it, too. Because everybody at this thing knows it's Ted, and everyone thinks he's amazing because he did it anonymously,
0: even though everyone knows. Yeah, but but also Cheryl also in the wrong here because she makes Larry look so much worse by comparison. (laughs) Yeah, one of the synagogues we go to has one of those trees on the wall. You know where it's like it shows like donors at various levels, and like the higher up you go, the bigger the plaque is, the bigger the donation. Right. So they have one level like very near the top, not the highest level, which is one name, I think, but like level two on the family tree has five names and the names are anonymous, 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 and then somebody's name. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know if they're fifth or if they're in the middle of the anonymous I forget, but it's like, how pissed does that person feel when they see it up there? It's like everyone else in my category was anonymous except for me. Like they could have told me that or maybe they did. Or maybe he said he didn't want to be anonymous, which is fine. You don't have to be anonymous. You know, you, you give a lot of money. You have a right to see your name up there. But, um, I feel like, yeah, if it's one against one, you don't look great like Larry. If it's one against four, you really don't look great.
1: Yeah. Um, so um, Larry sees that uh, Senator Barbara Boxer is in the house oh. and uh, he goes over to her and, you know, says, you know, there's a very serious problem going on that I want to talk to you about. It's the Ida. It's the issue of the dry cleaning. And, you know, you go in there and sometimes your thing is missing and somebody else gets it. And she's like, yeah. Sometimes you gain, and sometimes you lose. It balances out, even Steven. And Larry's Mm. like, well, it's not balancing out for me. I think the whole system is flawed. I only lose. I never gain. The guy with half a billion dollars, it's not (laughs) balancing. It's rigged, I tell you. The whole thing is rigged. Everyone's out to get me. I'm mentioning no names. Mm. Um, And Barbara Boxer is like, well, I'll have you know, these very slacks came from the dry cleaners.
0: I know how I know how she feels. Yeah, and yeah. I'm so I'm so disgusted by her position on this issue, though. <laughs> I would be donating money to her primary challenger if she was still in office.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't say this at a at a cocktail party.
0: Yeah, when you're a senator. <laughs> I think that would be a Larry. <laughs> a everyone
1: knows the dry cleaning business is corrupt.
0: Yeah. But what do you
1: want <laughs> me to do? They pay us millions of dollars in lobbying. Yeah. We the the folks at Big Dry Cleaner are too big to take on, even for United States yeah. yeah. So you may as well just share in the in the profits, and you know take a take a pair yeah. of pants when you
0: can get them. Yeah, exactly. That's the kickback. Youth yeah. pants. Yeah. Which is less bad than used underwear. So. Yeah. Remember when Barbara Boxer had to resign
1: in shame because she was caught <laughs> stealing <laughs> pants from a dry cleaner? Yeah. <laughs> What's worse? Is that, to, that how it what's worse to uh, keep pants from a dry cleaner or to keep somebody else's Chinese food?
0: I mean, the pants are far greater value. <laughs> yeah, uh, and all Chinese food is the same. So whatever you order from a Chinese restaurant, if you get something else, you got the same. Right. Also, you can't really. Oh, I wanted the fried chicken. This is the fried beef because that's the only other option. Right.
1: To Chinese. Foods. You also can't really return. Like at, at a certain point, don't we gonna bring back the Chinese food? Like the, yeah. the pants, the next time you go to the dry cleaners, you're like, oh, hey, you gave me these pants last time. They're not mine.
0: Have you ever lost anything of value in a dry cleaner?
1: Uh, nothing that I could think of. Um, you know, it's possible. I, I, if anything, I probably like forgot about something
0: and left it at some dry cleaner somewhere. and yeah. It's still there. Um, Yeah, I d- I've done that a couple times probably. But um, I when I was in Philadelphia in college, I had a, a shirt that the dry cleaner lost. They just couldn't find it. They apologized to me. So oh, they they said, did. oh, they did tell you. Sorry, that's how it, goes. Yeah. That's how it works in this business. Yeah. So they said, they said, listen, go buy another shirt and bring us a receipt and we'll pay you for it. And I said, what kind of shirt? And they're like, eh, whatever shirt you want. So like at this stage of my life, all my shirts were from like outlet stores in Minneapolis, like a dress shirt that costs, you know, like $3.99 or whatever. But I like took that little Philadelphia trolley thing that they have that's in between like a trolley and a bus. And I, I went to you know down to 15th Street or whatever, and down in in Center City, Philadelphia. And I bought myself like a fifty-five dollar shirt, and I felt like the king of the universe. And I'm like fifty-five dollars in a dress shirt. Who would do such a thing? And then I marched back to the dry cleaner with the receipt. I'm like, well, there's no way they're going to accept this. We'd have to return this for sure. And they gave me fifty-five dollars in cash. And I was like, wow, this is a great scheme. Wow. <laughs> Get the dry cleaner to lose your shirts. And yeah, see, yeah, I still have that shirt, obviously, since it's uh, less than. Yeah. Years. So th-
1: these are the types of things that Leon is probably running with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh by the way i referenced always sunny before do you notice a uh, barber boxer's assistant who introduces her do you recognize him i didn't at the time who was it so and, he, and then he's also the the yankee he's um he, he he's the guy oh who plays yeah jack kelly charlie's uncle the lawyer with small hands oh okay yes later in the episode we, we learn his name is mel Bur- merle Berger. he's a little more famous as is uncle jack from uh, always sunny andrew friedman is his name andrew friedman yeah, like Friedman. From, like from the Dodgers? Yes, exactly. It's the, the same way. Line. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we both know a few Andrew Friedman's. So.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm looking at the Dodgers guy. Ah. Oh, here we go. Andrew <laughs> Friedman, actor. It's always funny.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see him. I recognize yeah. him. Some would say that Merle Burger is a flag. Some would say he's a flag? Yeah, should be in my flag rankings.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, Ted comes over to Larry and uh, Senator Boxer, and Senator Boxer is like, Ted, how amazing. You're so generous. Larry, <laughs> did you know that Anonymous is Ted? <laughs> and he's, you know, so, you know, too many people. They don't give out of the goodness of their heart. They just want credit. And Ted is number one in my book. Now, this is just like a really obnoxious thing to say in front of the, the person. who yeah. Like. Like sure, sure. Maybe it's, even if you hold that it's like not that it's better to give anonymously. Fine. It's also very good to give not anonymously. Like you're, at, yeah. you obviously think this is a worthy cause. You're here, like you're a senator. You're here at the event. Like this guy clearly yeah. gave a lot of money to this thing,
0: and clearly has deep pockets. So you know, you think that a senator wouldn't go out of her way to insult him? Yeah, him, but... yeah. She doesn't know about super
1: PACs yet. Yeah, this is this is way back yeah. then. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, I would impress you, but you're very limited in the amount of money that you could give to me or my affiliated uh, campaign things. Yeah.
0: So whatever. So I'll lose a $2,000 a year. Fine. But yeah. my, my parents were in um, Washington, D.C. for the big march for Soviet Jewry in 1987. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they they met with their senator, Rudy Boschwitz. And my parents are like meeting him. Like he doesn't know who they are. They've never met him before. And Rudy Boschwitz touches my mom on the forehead and says, you know, you have a pimple here. <laughs> It's a very strange thing for a city U.S. Senator to say to a uh, constituent that he's never met before. Yeah, that's that's a bit weird. Yeah, he was known for his uh, strange uh, interpersonal skills. Yeah. Um, but, but strong support of Jewish causes.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, he's okay in our book. Okay. If he's good for the Jews, he's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Not for my mom, but for the other one. Yeah. You know, you can't be good yeah. to every Jew. Yeah. Some Jews are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah. So uh, boxer heads out, and Larry uh, calls Ted out on this whole anonymous bullshit. He's like, "If it's anonymous, how come everybody knows about it?" You're like, "You're an asshole." And uh, Barbara Boxer yes. g- gets up and she gives a, sh- a speech and a short toast, uh, thanking Larry, David, and Anonymous. And everybody knows. Um, and everybody knows that it's Ted.
0: <laughs> There's not one person in that room who
1: doesn't. Yeah, everybody knows it's Ted. <laughs> So like, but does does everybody think that nobody else knows? Is like that the game that he's playing? Because like Barbara Boxer, no, I don't think so.
0: Because then it, Every, everybody knows it's anonymous.
1: But like, if everybody knows, then it really isn't anonymous, and there's it shouldn't even be an illusion of anonymity because then everybody knows.
0: Ah, uh, listen, you're like you, you know everybody in the know. Everybody who matters knows, right? But the the little people when they walk through, okay. they won't know. But we know, we're at the party. Fine,
1: right? Fair. Okay, I hear you. Um, so Larry and Cheryl are driving home and Larry's like, that sucked. Nobody thanked me for like, I gave like millions of dollars yeah. to this thing. I don't give a shit about probably because like you made me and like, no one even said thank yeah. you because By the way, Larry I,
0: lies. He says, not one person thanked me for my donation. We just saw Senator Boston <laughs> yes, in
1: front of everybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he was probably expecting to be like King of the party. Yes. And, like, having people coming over to him all night being like, oh, Larry, you're amazing. Thank you so much. This is so great. And basically everyone was just, like, obsessed with Ted because Ted pretended to be anonymous. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So he's like, you know, next time I give money, I'm going to do it anonymously, and then I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, He's right. Yeah. Is, is, but it's, like, funny to just, like, spell it out, like, pre, as like so premeditated yeah. like that. I'm going to say that it's yeah. anonymous, and then I'm going to tell everybody. Um, and Cheryl is like, by the way. I know that the masturbator was Jeff. And Larry's like, oh, let me guess. Tad Danson told you. Unbelievable. And Cheryl's like, what's unbelievable is that Jeff would think it's okay to do that in our house. And Larry's like, oh, come on. He was drunk. It's not a big deal. And Cheryl's like, I've been drunk, but I didn't go over to somebody else's house and masturbate in their guest room. And Larry's like, well, good for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, who would you rather have in your house, a masturbator or a gossiper? <laughs> um, I would rather have the gossiper than the go- than
1: yeah, the yeah gossips fun to hear. Yeah, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I, 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 t- I tell my wife always that I'm like I'm interest—I distinguish with gossip that like I'm not—I'm interested in the the gossip. Like, if you have a fully formed story that you're ready to bring to bring to me, I'm happy to hear it. I'm open ears. Like, I want to know what's going on. But, like, I yeah. don't want to be in on, like, the whole process of, like, getting a little bit from this person and a little bit from that right. one. And, like, knowing, like, the dynamics of everyone's, like, oh, he hates her because of this and she hates him because of, like, they had this feud. Like, I'm not interested in any of that. Like, You I, want the edited story. Yes, I want the right. If, the, if you have a finished product yeah. to present to me, tell me how long it's going to take, I'll sit down. I'll hear the whole thing. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah. The but, downside you know, is then you're always the last to know stuff, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I'm uh, – I do okay. That's happened to me, like where, like, like all of a sudden I find something out that happened forever ago, and I say to my wife, "Like, why didn't I know this?" My wife's like, "Oh, but I told you this, this, this." And I'm like, "Oh, the reason I didn't know is because it, it was like buried in like part seven of like a right. very long story about unrelated math." Yeah, you don't have like a whole so, intelligence gathering apparatus for this. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I should have consulted my charts. Yeah. So Cheryl's. I need one of those boards with the string connecting the you know the the push the pushpins. Right. Yes. Yes. So yeah. uh, Cheryl's now upset
1: because it's obvious that Larry wasn't going to tell her. And he's like, no, definitely not. I was going to tell you when we got home or maybe even in the car. You know, I figured we would have a good laugh about it on the way home. And she's like, well, now I'm even more upset that you thought this was a subject that would result in us having a good laugh about it. This is a very serious subject that Jeff is masturbating yeah. in our house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, the uh, the upshot is uh, Jeff is now banned from the house.
0: Yeah. Um. I think that's a little bit overboard for 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 Cheryl there.
1: Yeah, it's a little much. I don't think it needs to be banned from the house. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, Larry, uh, a suspension. I feel like a, a suspension of a few weeks would be okay. Yeah. So Larry goes over to Jeff's house to uh, give him the news. And tells him that <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sorry, man, uh, you're banned. You're banned from my house. <laughs> and uh, Susie walks in and overhears and At first, she's like, "What's this? Jeff's banned?" They're like, "No, no, we didn't say banned. Uh, we said man. Right? Like they're like they're like, no, I heard banned. Why is he banned? What's going on?" Yeah. So they tell her the whole story, <laughs> and she uh, she completely unloads on Jeff. She's like, "You're sick. That's
0: disgusting. You have right your semen outside your own home." She says yeah. this constant, which, con- which, by the way, d- does sound like the Always Sunny line that I referenced before. The streets are filled with the ejected <laughs> of the homeless, right. and you want to call the police? <laughs> Brought your semen outside? Our, it's, it's amazing. It's- Susie accuses Jeff of adultery. <laughs> yeah. If only she knew It's
1: adultery, right? Yeah, true, but not for this yeah. reason. Yes, um, and then she
0: immediately turns against Cheryl. He's brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, right. She even says, like, really, you should only be masturbating in your home, maybe at yeah. a hotel, but not at a friend's house. <laughs> and Larry's yeah. like, I agree with Insane. you. And Susie's like, shut the fuck up. I'm handling this. She then goes after Cheryl saying, who the hell does she think that she is that she's going to take action against my husband for committing adultery? Larry's like, yep, agree with that, too. Cheryl's too harsh. And Susie's like, shut the fuck up again. And actually, (laughs) now that I think of it, if Jeff is banned from your house, then you're banned from our house. And Larry's like, really? Mm. I'm banned? You're banned. I'm banned? Okay. Okay. And he heads out. I'm banned.
0: Yeah, I had to pause at this point in the episode, watching by myself on my laptop, to stand up and give Susie a standing ovation because <laughs> this scene is like perfect, Susie. This scene is incredible. Yeah,
1: this is this is a, a very high level Susie scene. She's you know yeah. her this she's is, completely unreasonable, completely over the top, but just like yeah. nails every last word of this uh,
0: this whole spiel. Yeah. The, the turn against Cheryl and then against Larry
1: is great. Yes, the, the, the yeah, the turn, yeah, the the fact that he goes after both of them, that I love when Larry kept agreeing with her, and and he's just, yeah. like that doesn't even help. He's just like, no, fuck you. He's like, like uh, Chef is no yeah. good. I agree with you. Cheryl's no good. I agree with you about that as well.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. wonderful scene. Wonderful. Say what you say what you will for Susie as a wife, and she's a pretty terrible wife, but she does stand up for her man sometimes. Unlike
1: Cheryl. Yeah, although she was chastising him too.
0: Yeah. And Loretta, we will know, of course, that uh, will stand up for her man as well, as we'll learn later. Yeah, so that's an important uh, value, I think, in a, in a, in a female yeah. – yes, in a partner.
1: Yeah. We don't have that. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We're not men. <laughs> We're not men. Um, not real men. Yeah. So uh, – <laughs> yeah. OK. This next scene is bonkers. <laughs> so – Oh, that's the ghost
0: game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So first – the first thing we need to analyze is – Larry David thinking I'm a white man and a fun game to play with African-Americans will be to put a white sheet over my head and chase them around. Yeah, like this is like <laughs> no, no, nothing bad could happen. I mean, this is like the rare
1: example where I think they're both insane because obviously for Larry to do this is insane. But yeah. also for Auntie Ray, Auntie Ray to, to come into the house him. and assume, oh, what's happening here is that a Klansman has broken into our home and is attacking
0: the children.
1: Yeah. Like, no, that's not what's
0: happening yeah.
1: here. Like that she like tackles well, Larry.
0: I-, I don't mind her initial reaction, but then she's sitting on Larry's lap for quite a long time, which by the way, I thought something else was gonna happen in the scene, which doesn't happen until a later episode this season. But like Auntie Ray is sitting right on top of Larry for quite a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she should be more apologetic about tackling him for no reason when he, all he was doing was entertaining her grandchildren. Yeah. In addition to in addition that, to supp- already, work supp- work already supplying them uh, free room and board, he's also t- hey listen she provi- she provided breakfast. He's also showing an interest in them and playing with them.
0: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> a manner of speaking. Yeah,
0: like we've never listen, seen. Listen, Larry's these- got all. Larry's got lots of sheets with holes in that house. Yeah, though, apparently. So.
1: Yeah, maybe it's the same sheet.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. We- no, that one was like blue. we
1: wasn't it? We've never oh, seen correct. Larry David like engage this positively with a child before now, I think. That's true. Yeah, he's closer with these kids than any others. Yeah, so... Just don't don't play
0: Ghost, Larry. Yeah,
1: anyway, so while he's on the floor, he spots Jeff's glasses, and uh, he's like, uh, hey, Leon, wanna go for a ride? Uh, Which is a a very similar line to... uh, Jerry will sometimes say that to Kramer. Yes. So... It's uh, the classic...
0: uh, And the come-with guy that we use in, the, in this podcast, we stole that obviously from Seinfeld, not from Kirk. Correct. Yeah. Um, is the sunglasses, what is the purpose of them in this episode? It's just to get Larry over to Jeff's house. It's kind of stupid. Okay. But but they established it earlier. Oh, and don't forget the sunglasses are lost. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very, now, we've had issues with uh, Jeff's mother's glasses and Larry before, but um, yeah. Anyway. All right. So yeah, this is, but as you said, I think this is the first of many, many, many times that Leon will be Larry's literal coming. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And this is the scene of the episode where he is now a hundred percent Leon.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, this yeah, this uh this
1: driving scene is crazy. This whole thing, this is just yeah. classic Leon right away, right off the bat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so um Leon uh you know, he learns that uh it was actually Jeff who jerked off on the blanket and uh Larry cu- apologizes for having accused him and Leon's like, Yeah, don't worry about it, we're cool. Um and suddenly Larry sees a man on the street, um, Senor Chang from Community. If you're, uh, if you're, if you've uh, recently started community building, um, played by Ken Jeong, who, uh, probably most known from The Hangover. At least I think that was like yeah, his I, big breakout, right? Yeah. Uh, but obviously he's been. Yeah, in I a, would in, say
0: he's. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's been. He's in. He's Yeah, since then he's been, yeah, now, then he's been in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so. the, the Hangover was like kind of when he was like yeah. starting to get big. Um and yeah, yeah, there's a guy wearing a Joe Pepitone jersey, and Larry's like, "Oh, that's mine. Obviously, nobody else could possibly be wearing that jersey." Um, yeah, and- which is
0: which is not unreasonable. I mean, this is a fairly anonymous baseball player who played across the country 60 years ago.
1: Right, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and I guess it is like it's a, it's like the old school Yankees jersey. So like, it's not like it yeah, could there's have
0: been- there's no way to think it's not the jersey.
1: Right, the odds that have, right. Well, there there are other Yankees players that have worn that number, but it looks very. It's like it's it's specifically like the old fashioned jersey.
0: Ah, so that's yeah, but so that's actually a good point that that Joe Peppertone's twenty five. Is it his twenty five? Let's let's see who else has worn the twenty five.
1: Oh, lots of lots of good players. Uh, Jason Giambi, Mark Teixeira wore number twenty five for the Yankees. Um, Tommy John. Joe Pepitone, obviously. Willie Randolph is on here. Yeah. Uh, Glaber um, Torres
0: currently wears number 25. He's wearing it now. Unlo- yeah. Unlikely
1: that he was wearing a Glaber Torres. Yeah, it's actually
0: it's, – it's pretty much always been used. And I mean Cecil Fielder, Ruben Sierra, Tommy John, Don Baylor. I mean a lot of big names. Yeah. So Bobby Bonds. So like
1: technically, you know, by you know you could have like purchased like a like an old school style jersey with the number like in, like somebody could have like in two thousand and one or two thousand two thought oh I'm going to get a Giambi jersey, but I'm going to get it in like the old school Yankee jersey. As opposed- oh, forget
0: about that! If if somebody comes up to me and says, "Why are you wearing my Joe Pepitone jersey?" I say, "Get out of here! This is my Kemp Wicker jersey from the 1936. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. It's uh, Larry's coming to a little bit of a, a conclusion here, just assuming that this is necessarily his jersey. Uh, eh, yeah. So uh, Leon, and as it turns out, it's not his jersey. So. So,
0: well, actually, hold on. I actually think what you're saying is not so crazy because. I thought, oh, it's insane. Obviously, it's his jersey. There would never be two of them. But at this very moment, Jason Giambi is wearing the jersey. And right. at this time, Jason Giambi is one of the best players in baseball. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, somebody could have gotten, like, a Giambi jersey but, like, in the old style, which is a thing that – Yeah, like, and the Yankees do. jerseys
0: have been pretty similar for 50 years anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean you could tell this is an older one. It's – it's you know, I think they changed them, like, in the 80s. You know, they obviously had to switch from this... uh, cotton to polyester.
0: Yeah. Is this a tradition – um, like a Yankees first base thing? Because Teixeira, Giambi, Cecil Fielder, I mean, you know, all, all the way back to Joe Pepitone, obviously.
1: Um, yeah, it could be. But, you know, there's there's a lot of players on that list. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, Teixeira wore 25, 23, 24, and 25 previously. Giambi wore number 16 for the A's and never wore 20, and then wore 23 up. So actually, maybe it is. I don't know. Is there a thing with Yankees first baseman and number 25? Well, with the
1: Yankees, it's weird because they retired like a third of the numbers.
0: So, yeah, like, there's there's only cool.
1: so many numbers available, and, like, generally, baseball players aren't choosing numbers over 50, like, other than, like, some, yeah. you know. Now it's becoming more common, and I guess with the Yankees especially, it's, like, you you sometimes have to because, you know, there's no single digits. Like, half of the teens yeah. and 20s are probably all taken. Like, they retire everybody, so. Yeah. In their defense, they have a lot of very good players.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> um so, yeah. Alright, So we're we're in the car with with Larry and and, uh, and JB Smooth. Leon. Yeah.
1: So we see uh, we see Leon basically go out and he's like talks to them for like ten seconds uh, and the guy calmly like unbuttons his shirt, hands it to Leon, and they walk away. And
0: Larry's very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, let's just go back inside the car for one second though. It's a little weird. Like you know, Larry and Cheryl gave Leon an ejaculate covered blanket. Someone else's ejaculate, and. Leon is like a little. He doesn't seem to care. Then he does. He says to Larry, "You know, you got to get me a new bed." But Larry rebuffs him, and Leon's like, "All right, yeah, that's the end of it. Oh yeah, I'll go do you a favor, get this jersey." Like Leon drops that very very quickly. Yeah, so I'm going to
1: say that it's in Leon's long term interest to like be on the side of it's okay to leave a right. jacket around in in places, and that's like not a big deal. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. He wants to establish that <laughs> as – yeah. OK, That's fair. The precedent of the David household is that cum stains are fine. You know, you leave your yes. cu- leave your cub wherever. That's cool. <laughs> yes. All right, not a terrible argument. Yeah, I think that's what he's doing. Leon, Leon, no, he's been around the block. He knows how to play the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, we are uh, back over at Jeff's house. Larry has the glasses. Uh, Susie answers. He gives it. You know, he gives he gives her the glasses, and she's about to close the door. And he's like, "I know I'm banned, but I really need to use the bathroom." At first, he says, "No, ban is a ban," uh, but like he's you no, know, he's really desperate. He's begging, and she's like, "Okay, I will temporarily lift the ban." And, you know, he's like, great, thank you. And he gives her uh, a little bit of a shoulder tap like he'd be seeing uh, Cheryl and Ted doing. And she's like, what the hell? And yeah. basically punches him in wow. the chest. Yeah. And, he's like, style. and he's like, what are you doing? That was just a playful tap. He's like, what are you in fourth grade? What are you idiots? Like, you don't yeah. need to touch a person like that.
0: Yeah, she's completely right. If, if, if someone is touching your wife like that or your wife is touching someone like that, it's because they're having an affair or they want
1: to. <laughs> Yeah, they will eventually be. Uh, they will eventually be married and you will be alone living with Leon. Um, so, yeah, so Leon and uh, Larry are heading home and Leon's like, so, yeah, about the whole uh, come blanket thing, will I be receiving a new bed and blanket? And Larry's like, no, sorry. And Leon's like, well, that mattress is tainted. I don't really think that's fair. But before they can continue, Larry spots another guy in a Pepitone jersey, which now for the first time, he's like, oh, I should actually check to make sure that this is my Pepitone jersey. And he's like, oh, yeah. lo and behold, it's a different size. And the one mm-hmm. that I took was not mine. And But this one must be the one. Like, he hasn't learned his lesson. Yeah. Now, I guess it turns out that this time yeah. it is. But, like, he's just like, oh, so now we? I assume there must only be one 25 Yankee jersey in all of Los Angeles.
0: Now that I know there now are two, two,
1: it must be yeah. only two.
0: Yes. There's also vibes with um with the uh, with the smoking jacket from last season.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Jackets are getting traded around left and right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, Leon's like, don't worry about it. I got this. He goes, he does his thing, talks to the guy, gets the jacket, comes back to him. And when uh, the guy seemingly asks Leon, like, oh, who are you giving this to? What's going on here? He points over at Larry and the guy recognizes him. and He's like, oh, hey, I'm Merle. I was at the NRDC dinner with you the other night and why the hell are you taking my jersey what's going on here and larry's like oh well did you get it from the dry cleaner and he's like yes and larry's like well that's my jersey you got it from the dry cleaner and he's like well that's not how dry cleaning works the way dry cleaning works is if you get something you get it and now it's yours in fact i love i once lost my drapes and Mm -hmm. larry's like no bullshit i never get anything i only lose things i'm taking my jersey and Merle's like, well, if you're so heated about it, maybe you should write your, your congressperson. And Larry says, well, actually, in point of fact, I recently brought it up with Senator Boxer at the NRDC dinner, and she said that when she goes back to D.C., she's going to go fix this problem. Yeah. And Merle's Unfortunately like, for Larry, that's a lie. And Merle's like, you know what? I'm on the board of the NRDC, and I'm going to get your name taken off. And Larry's like, oh, really? And he pretends to be like, oh, like, that this would be bad for me. But he's, we know, we know that he secretly wants to become anonymous. And he even suggests, yeah, why don't you take my name down and put anonymous instead? And Merle says, great idea. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, cut quickly over to Jeff's house where we see Sammy discover a teddy bear, which we will lo- later learn has uh, semen on it. But we suddenly hear Sammy scream in horror and we head over to uh, back to Larry's house, and Larry and Leon having a uh, all-time great game of war. This is great, just watching them play cards on the couch, especially with a game as utterly stupid as war. Yes. And um, Leon's talking about his dream of becoming a film director one day, and Larry's giving him some advice, and Susie comes in with the bear and accuses Larry of having jerked off on the bear as some sort of revenge when he came over to pee. And- Which is... Insanity! <laughs> yeah, completely crazy. Um, Larry, of course, denies this, and Leon is very uh, very much admiring Susie. Uh, he says he likes a woman with a mouth like that, and huh. she's like, well, fuck you two then. Well, Susie is in top form in this episode.
0: Yes, amazing. Can we, can we delve into the, for a second, the accusation here? So first of all, Sammy's too old to be playing with dolls, obviously. But second of all, the theory... Both Susie's, whether it's Ted or Larry, whoever it is, is that someone came into her house, masturbated on one of her child's dolls, left a stain, which was so obviously apparent what it was that Sammy would scream at the sight of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're not old. enough. You're not young enough to play with dolls and old enough to to think that stain is anything other than uh, anything. Glue? I, I don't even know.
1: Yeah, like, it's it, it just, it, it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be something that would call. I mean, I, unless it was, like, not a stain, but, like, actual still semen was still present, that could be. Yeah, but she wouldn't
0: know, I don't know, how this is this she, she might not know, she might, know, well, she she might not
1: know what it was, but she can still think it's, like, very disgusting looking.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of curious, uh, there's a lot of assumptions being made. By the way, Merle says, "Oh, I'm on the board of the NRDc. I can take your name off the wall." Well, Cheryl's also on the board, so you know he's uh, swinging a pretty big dick here that he thinks he can do that. Turns out he can't. Also, like, what's well, the story? You're gonna
1: you're gonna go to the board next board meeting to be like, yeah. I recently had an altercation <laughs> with Larry David, where it turned out that I stole his Yankee jersey, <laughs> and yeah. when he asked to return it, he was kind of a dick. So, therefore, yeah. we should take off the name of the guy who just gave millions of dollars to our organization. Yeah, that'll go over well at the board meeting.
0: How often do you see an adult man wearing a baseball jersey not on the way <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, just like base? out and about. Yeah. A lot of questions here.
1: So, um, Larry continues to deny, you know, this wasn't me. And Larry's like, well, then who did? Was it some anonymous person who's anonymous? Which is a completely ridiculous way to her to phrase it. You know, it, it's like this whole exchange kind of rubbed me the wrong way that like
0: it doesn't work unless we do it this way so that's
1: what i'm saying like it's it's very like forcibly written in such a way that a like susie just uses this is like very forced phrase that no one would ever say and then like there is this whole like miscommunication where cheryl overhears just says that it's ted danson and susie gets that information and now that's what susie believes has happened and like there's no further confirmation of this story and then cheryl just walks away you can't fight this it's a TV thing. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: it's like a very just like threes so, company. Says the guy who fights all of these TV things every episode, nitpicking to the nth degree. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like very like eighties
0: sitcomy. Um. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, it's Ted Danson. Uh, I know. By the way, Cheryl's sort of screaming over, yeah, it's Ted Danson. Yeah, he likes to do it that way. It kind of reminds me of when she she walks into the restaurant at the end of season three and screams and, and calls her. Uh, uh, remember and screams at Susie. Right. You know, Susie says, fuck you. I was, I was. yeah. Sorry. It's Susie. Right. Oh, no, no. It's Cheryl who calls Susie a bitch. She's not calling Susie a bitch, but Susie thinks she's called her a bitch. And now Cheryl is not seeing the Ted Danson's of but Susie thinks that she is.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah he's like, he. Uh, it is
0: juicy, though, that Cheryl accidentally throws her lover under the bus. Yeah. He, he says he likes to do it because it makes him feel better. <laughs> yes. Um, also, a, a strange turn of phrase that. They really thought in the writer, you know, writing the episode, we need words that will not really perfectly fit either scenario but could plausibly right. fit.
1: Yes, yeah, so it has to be like a plausible enough double entendre. Um, yeah. Also, like, has Ted recently been in their house? Like, he does he just, like, did he sneak over in the middle of the day to masturbate on Sammy's Ted?
0: Yes, we discuss this. He snuck in, he <laughs> masturbated on Sammy's doll, and he snuck out, as one does. <laughs> as one does.
1: Okay. Susie's um, uh, like, that's disgusting. Larry's like, I agree. And she leaves. Larry's, yeah. yeah, Larry's agreeing with Susie a lot this episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when, when it works out for him.
1: So we're over back at Ted's house. And, not back at Ted's house. We're there for the first time. Ted and Mary on the couch. Doorbell rings and it's Susie. And Ted's, hmm, that's weird. I wonder what she wants. Um, so now Wasn't she just here for
0: the party a, a day late <laughs> yeah, last week?
1: Exactly. Uh, so we move to the final scene and uh, Larry's walking the streets wearing his Pepitone jersey. And uh, he's uh, he comes he bumps into someone named Kathy who's uh, she heard that I heard you took your name off you switched it to anonymous I'm so impressed I even told some people which here it doesn't make sense because every, of course everyone knows that it's him because it was previously him <laughs> yeah um, Larry's like oh you know it's okay yeah thanks um, she's like oh you know is it okay if I tell more people it's like yeah okay you know it's okay if you tell some more people I, I guess I'm okay with that yeah. Um, and then suddenly uh, Ken Jeong and his uh, gang of friends uh, sees Larry with uh, the jersey oh. and they chase after him and they get all the way. Listen, uh,
0: if you had your jersey uh, stolen from you on the street, you would only travel with the posse from thereafter.
1: Yeah. Um, and they uh, luckily it leads them over to the NRDC building. So Larry thinks he's saved and he bangs. Yeah. On Larry the- doesn't have a car, of course. Yeah. He bangs on the door, yeah. asking, asking to be let in. They're like, sorry, we're closed. And he's like, well, I donated this wing. Come on. And they're like – they look over the wall and he says, I'm anonymous. Boom,
0: boom, boom. Yeah. I think that the, um, the the episode didn't have to end with this dramatic way. Like when Ken Jong's posse approaches Larry, he can just give the jersey back and explain the honest mistake, right? Like he's not the one who's st- the jersey wasn't stolen from Ken. Ken looked to have given it away rather willingly to J.B. Smollett. So JB said something convincing to Ken, right? Well, he might have said Ken something
1: like, "If you don't, if you don't give me that jersey, I'm gonna kick your ass." Yeah,
0: like you could I see, it was more
1: you could see like JB Smooth going over and just like very calmly saying, "Hey, um, so I'll be taking that jersey, and you're gonna yeah. give it to me, or else you know it's not gonna go well for you." And the guy'd be like, "Okay, sure, yeah, here, have the jersey."
0: I don't even think I don't even, I think the implication is enough. Uh, another always sunny reference. I think all JB Smooth has to say here, or Leon has to say here, is, oh, "Come on, give me the jersey." And he's like, "Excuse me," he's like, "You're gonna give me that jersey now." And then Ken Jong says, "Well, I'm much smaller than him, and so I'm just gonna give him the jersey."
1: Yeah, because he, you know, it would be nice if we got some explanation as to, you know, Larry should be like, "How did you do that?" Like, I,
0: how, yeah. you're just getting jerseys from people. But I, I do like, and it's a little Kramer-esque. Also, there's something a little bit magical about about Leon's abilities in Curve that's never really explained. Yes, he just he gets yeah. things done. Yeah, it's the Kavarka. Although we do when we see him in action like when he when he's Danny Duberstein for example it's hilarious so actually maybe we should get to see him do it in action more often yeah yeah anyway all right so um how do you rate this episode
1: i would say it's a uh it's a better than average episode but not a great episode you know as we explained like the whole like central kind of like crime with episode doesn't really make a lot of sense uh but obviously leon is great he really elevates it so i'm gonna say it is pretty, 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 pretty good. Three and a half pretties, so uh, just a notch above average.
0: Okay, yeah, so that that's pretty good. Um, my initial rating for this episode was pretty, 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 pretty good. I gave it four pretties. I thought this was one of the strongest episodes we've had so far. It had peak, 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 Susie. It had Leon absolutely, you know, blasting out of the scene in just an incredible performance. Uh, and honestly, I didn't realize until we started this podcast an hour ago that the anonymous donor was a double entendre, like that the name of the episode had oh. two meanings. A literally, oh, I, didn't a, think about, I don't know how. I, yeah,
1: I didn't think yeah, I realized that I
0: was said, just now. Oh, yeah. So to me, that pun boosted up another half point, And I'm going to say it's pretty, 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 pretty good. Four and a half pretties. And I'm going to say I'm going to move this all up from the 12th best episode we've had so far the eleventh best episode we've had. So much.
1: Right. you know what? I'm I'm willing to go up a notch at two. I I will go up to a four. You you talked me into it. Uh, oh wow! Th- that Susie that. scene was really epic, and the yeah. uh you know maybe we can we can forgive some of the uh, mistake over the right uh, cum ethics and you know what's what's really a big deal and what's uh, not.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the right, and uh, the uh, and uh, the
1: ending uh, is really iconic. Yes. Who who is the uh, come with guy or gal? Yeah, so um, you know, you you, you presumably you know, you have to agree that the uh, the come with guy here is Leon, and that's who I'm going to give it to, but it's funny because uh, you used the the phrase earlier in this episode of the literal come with guy, and the literal come with guy in this episode is obviously
0: Jeff. <laughs> well, his cum? No, he does. His cum doesn't come with him. His cum gets left there. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, it. he, he, he brings yes. his cum with him. Yes, he does. Yes, but then he leaves. It, yeah, yeah he, yes, that's if, true. When you
1: have, when you have Jeff, cum
0: comes with. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's he's spread outside his own home, as Susie says. Susie's just the incredible scene. Uh, but to me, this is Leon, the first of many. That's how he does it. He gets not one but two Pepito jerseys for LD. Leo, you always want a Leon by your side. I think is really the
1: lesson. Yeah. Here. So yeah, we're uh, doubling down on Leon here.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, who is the fucking asshole?
1: Um. Yeah. You know. I, I hinted at it earlier. The fucking asshole. Still Loretta. She's uh completely ungrateful. Um. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's Ted. Obviously, it's Ted. Ted's trying to have it both ways, fake an- fake anonymity, uh, fake philanthropy. He's uh, yeah, total jerk. And uh, as far as we know, maybe he did come all over Sammy's teddy bear.
0: Oh, because <laughs> all right. So unless we have further evidence to, to substantiate that allegation, which isn't even it was Larry wasn't even trying to blame it on Ted until that just sort of accidentally fell into his lap. Right. Yeah, okay. I don't even think he would have had come up with that, such a scheme.
1: Yeah. Me, he was happy not know, to correct. He, he ass was ass happy not Jeff. to correct the you know,
0: record. Ch- no, the fucking assholes, Jeff. Again, jerking <laughs> off at someone else's home, not a great crime. Leaving the stain, that's beyond the pale. You, you just you can't do that. Now you explain maybe it's on the back side. No. The person who does it knows where it goes. By the way, that always annoyed me in um in There's Something About Mary. Like the iconic scene of yeah, There's yeah, Something yeah. About Mary. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's not... Where where'd it go? I have no idea. Oh, it's on my ear. It's like, oh like, it's definitely.
1: A like, but I could could see a scene where Jeff, you know, he's uh he's doing his thing. The cum sprays. He can't see it right away. All of a sudden, he hears they're up to the monastana, and he runs downstairs. Now, if you know, if, if he had spotted it right away, he would take care of it. But yeah, he can't be wasting time now, starting to look for where the cum went when yeah, the monastana. He's gonna is going miss on. the
0: first question. There's only three left. There's
1: only three questions left. He will never know the answer okay. to why we use leavened bread or unleavened yes. bread, whichever one is the the good one. Yeah, <laughs> unleavened. All right, no, that's fair. Yeah, we don't eat unleavened. We eat leavened. I I, I still don't even yeah. know. Between 11 and 11 Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's like flammable and inflammable. They both mean matzah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, The only celebrity we have in this episode is Barbara Boxer, who plays herself. Not really much of a celebrity. No, um,
1: not well-known, unless you're humongous dorks like us.
0: I obviously knew who Barbara Boxer was. Yeah. I mean, she was – like, if you were ranking the 100 senators in name recognition – she would never have been in the top ten, but she would have been in the top like forty or
1: thirty. Yeah, there was. Um, Robert Akiva had a uh, similarly uh, letter squared, uh, same letter nickname, same letter first name, last name. Chris Coons mentioned on the podcast this week. So we, yes. we have uh, they had a CC, and now we have a BB.
0: Yeah, I was really relieved, by the way, when I, when uh, Rob admitted that he knew that. Because I, I was obviously, you know, I, I, being a big nerd, I thought that was super obvious. But I was sort of, I'm like, well, there has to be a way that either Akiva or Rob knows that. So, right. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, I guess he's just like, he's been in the news a bunch because he's like buddies with Joe Biden. So, yeah.
0: All right. Um, is it time for the Postman?
1: Uh, it most certainly is. Postman!
0: Postman, <laughs> postman come here. <laughs> here Tell the yeah. neighborhood. Right.
1: First email is from William Blake. He says, Hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and I bring the ruckus to the ladies. Larry and Ooh. Susie, Larry and Ted, Larry and Leon, an episode chock full of my favorite pairings. Susie brought it this episode, Revenge, Masturbatory, Payback. Larry brought it Get the Door, Peanut. Larry, David is anonymous. Leon brought it, ejac- Ejaculate. it. Uh, come with Guy, he goes with Leon. That's how he does it. Larry has got the Peppertone jersey back. We got a matching set. Asshole of the Week, he gives it to Ted, a perv and an asshole, and he gives the episode 4.5, pretties out of 5. Yeah great episode um, and then in the cleanup spot we have Olin Allen who writes and says in relation to last week's episode the discussion of come with gal I side with Av that the ranking characters should be based on what they do in these this episode and not in future episodes
0: uh-huh. there you
1: go I don't even remember who did, did, who, I, say who I,
0: did I give it to last week uh, The last week your come with guy was um, was Marty Funkhauser. okay all right. Um, he says, "I felt this was a strong." By the way, it's funny. Last week, you you said Ted Danson's the fucking asshole. This week, I had it to Ted, Ted Danson last week.
1: Uh, there you go. All right, it's good. So Ted is uh, Ted is getting uh, a lot of black ink
0: recently. Yeah. By the way, Jeff Green, who obviously I gave it to in this episode, he had not had that award since season one, which is a uh, pretty surprising, hey. knowing uh, how much of an asshole Jeff. Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowing all of his exploits. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, so he's uh, Olin continues He says this was uh, He felt this was a stronger turn to form It did make me feel like Posing the question Would you prefer a lockdown world Where no visitors are allowed In other people's houses Or have everything back to normal But people free to masturbate Willy-nilly at each other's houses um, Yeah, I think we're both on record As we're fine with the masturbation In other people's houses I mean, I don't You know, yeah. you don't have to make it Like a regular thing But I don't really care Just like do it in in a a yeah. do it In a, in a, in a sanitary place
0: my opinion on bathrooms is you can do whatever you want in my bathroom as long as it reasonably looks the same when you came out as when you went in.
1: Yeah, I think pretty much. Yeah, I'm pretty much on board with that. I'm sure you could probably construct yeah. a scenario that I wouldn't be cool with, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, know, like, I... don't murder somebody there. But if you make it look the same when you're done, you know, then uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, still don't murder someone. But yeah, sex, drugs, uh, you know, uh, bodily expulsions, whatever you need to do in there, you can do it as long as, again. Make it look the
1: same when you're done. Yeah, um, in uh, my daughter's class this past week, it was like the because of, like the Ten Commandments. This is like my four year old, so like they all had to like say like a rule, and like everyone's like, don't be mean to each other, don't hit each other, don't hurt each other. And hers was don't punch in the face. So I'm like, <laughs> that's like the rules for a fight club. Like that's not the rules for society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want
0: to know what uh what kind of uh skirmishes your daughter's yeah, getting into. so though.
1: we're gonna have to have her checked out. I think.
0: Yeah, it's very annoying when your kids learn the Ten Commandments. Uh, <laughs> my wife got called on it tonight. Actually, uh, I was making I was making uh, packing their lunches for tomorrow for school, and I mentioned in passing to my wife that when I was a kid, it was not like getting hot lunch at school was kind of like the the nebbishy loser thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, like only like the and 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 yet I did it because I sort of oh, wanted so, to. In
1: my school, won. is the opposite.
0: Oh, so Jen said, no, no, no. In my school, it was the cool thing to do. I desperately wanted to. Yeah. And I was so jealous of the kids who got to do it. And my parents never would let me because they said, we're not going to pay money for that. You know, it's too yeah, expensive. It expensive. Yeah. You, yeah. And my son immediately calls her out. He says, so you violated two of the Ten Commandments because number one, you were jealous. And number two, you didn't respect your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need these people enforcing more laws in my house. got to stop teaching them about the rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have their own agenda at these places. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he, uh, Owen re- concludes. He says the senator's blase attitude to personal property was very un-American. Well, you know, yes. she's she is a Democrat. Um. <laughs> imagine if this behavior and support of such was carried. F- through for other professions such as valets sometimes you get a nicer car sometimes you get downgraded yeah i'm gonna try this with one of my clients they're gonna be like hey um, Av, where's those documents that i you know you said you're gonna do and i'm gonna say yeah you know that's how it goes with law firms sometimes you get your documents sometimes you don't you know it's luck of the draw it evens out yeah. don't worry um and he gives the episode but i actually
0: i'm gonna try this when i go to uh places with valets i feel like if you're going to a valet place, the cars on average are pretty fancy cars. So I I I would probably most likely percentage wise upgrade. Yeah, don't you have a Tesla? Yeah. But I mean it's a nice car, but it's you know yeah, people want it's a Tesla. thirty thousand dollar car. I feel like there's you know, I can yeah, upgrade. Yeah, that's not right.
1: That's not crazy, right? Uh um, yeah, thirty-five, whatever. Yeah. Um so yeah, he uh, he gives the episode four pretties out of five. Fucking asshole, he gives it to Ted Danson, uh, so he agrees with me. He's obviously irritating and annoying. His own wife, Mary, while being overly familiar with friends' wives, yeah, I didn't even mention that, is a telltale, deliberately spreading word about his anonymous donation to impress people. And he gives it to, for the come-with-guy, based purely on this episode, although he wasn't the come-guy, Leon wins out easily for come-with-guy, getting all those Yankees jerseys for Larry. So uh yeah, we're, we're we're all in agreement across the board, I think. Uh yeah. given the
0: fact that Leo uh that Leon comes in in his very first episode, you know, it's not often that a rookie wins MVP in his rookie season. Right? Right, Ichiro. Like rookie Ichiro, year, Ichiro. fine. Ichiro. But, yeah, but Ichiro wasn't a real rookie, right? He right. you know, and he and um but so I'm just wondering, when we look at those come with guy standings, so Jeff is in the lead with seven and a half, which means Either you or I, cumulatively, have picked him fifteen times. Leon has won through one episode, so if I'm putting the over under, and when Leon passes Jeff and takes over the number one spot in our rankings, it, I mean, it's not going to happen this season, but he'll definitely be in second place this season, right? And it's probably going to happen next season, right? Yeah, he's going to
1: be uh, he's he's going to be showing up a lot. Um, yeah, he,
0: he's just he's going to blow the uh, blow them out of the water. Can you na- his, uh, can you name, name can you
1: name the two rookies to win NBA Most Valuable Player?
0: Yeah. Um. Um. It, it's either Wes on Unse- no, it's it's one of the two guys on on the bullets. It's either Wes Selb. Is it Wes Selb? He's one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It is him. And then um and then Kareem uh, who else sender. This uh, is Will Chamberlain. Am I wrong? W- w- Will Chamberlain? No. Okay. All right. That's what. That's what. I'm, uh, I'm getting mixed up between the actual MVP award and the Chester MVP award. Oh, yeah. Well, you know,
1: I, <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. I'm, a, I'm always yes. a, <laughs> I'm always doing that, making that mistake. You know They, they have them both right yeah. – they, they're both right next to each other in Wikipedia. So you, on could, the page. you, could, yeah, exactly. you could easily, you yeah, could easily confuse best. them when you're looking at the wrong column. Yeah, it's, col- it's one
0: column or the next column when you're looking at – yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I gave it to, I gave it to Kareem on 11 straight times though. So, oh, wow. Um, he had a lot. Of he must be very impressed. Yeah. And um, yeah. All right. So next week we have the Ida Funkhauser Roadside Memorial. Uh, Marty Funkhauser will be outraged when the flowers from his mother's memorial are stolen uh, Larry will complain about sample abusers in stores. Jeff and Susie will find knowing Larry to be a liability when it comes to trying to get Sammy into an exclusive school. So we have a whole bunch of stuff going on next week.
1: Uh, yeah. Hopefully it will be pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> right, we're not even going to try? I don't know. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a uh, – it's like a very forced stick. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's what's funny about it. But yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Okay. We're done. Maybe one day this end of the stick will be pretty, 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 pretty good.